It's time to build your momentum to start off your new year right with our evidence-based psychology and yoga podcast delivered directly to your earbuds five days a week. That's right. We are going to be replaying 60 of our top episodes five days a week. So we're going to be featuring expert insights, practical tips that will help you achieve your mental and physical wellness goals. From reducing anxiety and stress to improving your focus and concentration, the Wisdom for Wellbeing Momentum Season is the perfect companion for your yoga, mindfulness practices, and life. So tune in during your commute, while you're walking your dog, or while you're cleaning your kitchen to dive into the latest research and explore the powerful connection between your brain, body, and your best life. I'm looking forward to being in your earbuds pretty much daily as we kickstart your 2023 journey towards a happier, healthier, and more balanced you. I think it's kind of like touching the earth is sort of like a reboot to your body. And so even just a second is enough to make you feel immediately better. And it's not in your head if your mood feels brighter or you feel less stressed. But over time, if you can make it part of a lifestyle, I think you're preventing a lot of chronic and inflammatory changes to the body. You're listening to the Wisdom for Wellbeing podcast, the show that blends science and heart to bring you evidence-based tips and tricks for cultivating a healthy, wealthy, and meaningful life. Now, here's your host, therapist, yogi, and fellow full-life balancer, Dr. Caitlin Harkis. Hi there. Welcome to Wisdom for Wellbeing. I am delighted to be joined by Dr. Lauren Conover today. Dr. Conover is the author of The Earth Prescription, and she received her medical doctorate degree from Jefferson Medical College in 2000 and has been passionately supporting her patients' natural healing ever since. She is an artist, author, holistic physician, and internationally recognized grounding advocate, which is precisely what we'll be talking about today. Dr. Conover's work has been featured in many news and media outlets. She writes a regular health column in the National Organic Lifestyle magazine, Mary Jane's Farm, and is a featured as an expert protagonist in several motion pictures, including The Grounded, Heal for Free, The Earthing Movie, and Down to Earth. She also runs the popular healthcare blog, intuition-physician.com, where she reviews medical literature in a holistic and intuitive way. The Earth Prescription is Dr. Conover's fourth book, and in The Earth Prescription is exactly where Dr. Conover really dives deep into the science behind grounding. I really, really loved reading this book and really loved talking with her here because it's not just about going out onto the earth, connecting and feeling good, which for sure we've probably all had different experiences with to a greater or lesser extent, but she gets into the nitty gritty literature and science and understanding the mechanisms behind why connecting with the earth has such an effect for us as human beings. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Dr. Laura Conover now. Dr. Laura, welcome to the Wisdom for Wellbeing podcast. I am delighted to be with you here today. So thank you so much for making the space to join me. Of course. Thank you so much for letting me be here. 
Yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited to get into this conversation. And this episode is actually following on from a podcast episode um, I did recently where we were learning all about the psychological benefits of being outdoors. And today we're actually going to be talking more specifically about grounding and the wisdom that you shared in your book, The Earth Prescription. So before we get into all of that, would you mind just sharing a little bit about who you are and the amazing work that you do? <laughs> okay. Well, um, I'm a conventionally trained physician. I just, you know, really square, rigid, went right straight through medical school, started practicing conventional medicine, had never heard of grounding, um, wasn't particularly holistic either. And then I became a mom. And all of a sudden, the world was like, oh, this is toxic. And I don't want my kid touching that. And, you know, it just it makes you over how do we live in modern society? Like how natural is that? Do I want that for my child? So it just really like opened my eyes to alternative medicine. She was very colicky. She cried a lot. And I took her to the pediatrician and they wanted to put her on like at two weeks old prescription antacids and tell, you know, cry yourself to sleep and just all this stuff that made me feel really stressed out. I, I, it didn't feel right to me now that I was a mom and like I had my own innate knowing woken up. So I just started doing things differently. And, um, partly because of her colic and her crying, I noticed being outside with her a lot was soothing and comforting. So this goes right back into your uh, previous interview about being outside, being comforting psychologically and physically. And just to make a long story short, over the course of the past 20 years, putting piece after piece after piece together, realizing, you know, holistic medicine has a lot to offer establishing and maintaining wellness. You know, conventional medicine may have a lot to offer in trauma or in disease. And so I'm not against conventional medicine for sure. But I, I can tell you after having gone through medical school, I didn't really learn much about staying well and staying healthy. All I learned about was troubleshooting. So that's not what I really wanted as far as how to raise my own child. I wasn't, didn't want to just troubleshoot their whole life and then not still know what was going on. I wanted to raise healthy kids. So that's kind of where I got into holistic medicine and how I really got into grounding. And will you explain for listeners what grounding is? <laughs> sure. When I'm talking about grounding, uh, a lot of people think uh, first you know, grounding your, your awareness or your energy on a more like spiritual basis. But when, and that's true and that's great. But when I'm talking about grounding, I really mean the science behind touching the earth. There is an electromagnetic frequency that the earth pulses the Schumann residence. It literally has its own field of energy. And when we directly touch the earth outside, our body is super conductive and we resonate and welcome that energy into our bodies and our bodies are grounded. And we can measure that with a ground test meter. And there's been two decades now of medical studies, putting the body in a grounded state and seeing, you know, testing heart rate, blood pressure, cortisol, hormones, you know, electrolytes. Uh, your brain frequencies, your heartbeat. I mean, we really studied, is the body, is it naturally meant to be grounded, touching the earth directly outside? And what is the healing response when it's grounded? So yeah, when I talk about grounding, I don't mean like on a spiritual level as much as I mean directly touching the earth in some way, physically. And then that physical touching has this physiological response that you were describing that that's measured, you yeah. know, it's been researched and yet we don't hear a lot about it. I, I, not one, not one word in, in medical school residency, nothing, not one word, never. Yeah. And it's weird too, because if you think about it, we do know that the body's electrical. I mean, obviously almost every diagnostic, most diagnostic procedures we do in medicine, conventional medicine uses the property of the fact that we are conductive to help monitor health. Like, you know, an EKG, everyone knows, you know, if we want to monitor the health of the heart, we put the little electrodes on your chest and monitor your EKG. That's monitoring the electrical activity of your heart in a sleep lab. We'll put, you know, electrodes on the brain and 
monitor brainwave patterns to monitor how the brain, you know, for, to rule out seizure disorder, stroke, that kind of thing. That's an electrical monitoring of the brain. If we want to test muscle function, we can put um, electrodes on muscles. So we know that, and we can even measure like the electrical potential of blood as it flows through our cardiovascular system. So somehow in conventional medicine, we grasp that the whole body is electrically conductive. But then, but that's it. So we use it for like diagnosing things, but we never used it for, oh, well, why the heck is the whole body primed to be electrically conductive then? Like, is there a missing component? Is that an avenue to healing? That's not recognized yet conventionally, but I hope one day it will be because we monitor the body and its, and its health through making sure it's electrically conductive. Why would we not think that then boosting the body's, you know, electrical conductivity is an avenue of healing that is missing for some reason so far. And that's, that's really interesting because I think what you mentioned before too, that as you were going through your medical journey, you didn't actually learn that much about staying well and healthy. So I suppose (laughs) that isn't the focus and more and more, we are hearing about more functional and integrative medicine and different branches that are focused on, you know, supporting people to maintain wellness. So perhaps Mm -hmm. this is an avenue that, that will gain more awareness. Yeah. I hope, I always say, and I hope my lifetime that there's a whole nother field of medicine called conductive medicine, because if every cell in our body include, and even non-cellular, you know, plasma and cytoplasm of every cell, if it's all an electrically conductive gel waiting to get some kind of nutritive electrical energy, that should be a whole field of medicine, I think, you know? So yeah, hopefully in my lifetime. And uh, that's what I talk about in the book, the earth prescription, because I, I feel like, you know, I can't just do it alone, but I, I feel like there's a lot of people who have a lot of information about how our body functions on a you know, on an electromagnetic uh, level. And yet we just haven't collectively called it a field of medicine yet. But I think we need to soon because as you know, as we all know, we're increasingly being bombarded with electrical fields and we still don't really know what it does to our health. So, you know, one avenue of it is making sure we stay healthy and strong by supporting our health through grounding. And then the other avenue of it is in this increasingly like electrical magnetic radiation type world, this e-smog world, we, we need to know what that does when we're constantly having our electrical fields um, invaded by exposures that we're not really, um, it, it's just not even disclosed, like cigarette smoke. You know, it's not like it hasn't been disclosed what the effect is on our body. But if we know every cell in our body is conductive, then what does it do to me to have a cell phone on me all the time or to be standing under a power line? What does it to me? So there's some gaps in research, but yet, you know, what you describe in the earth prescription is like the really rich research body behind grounding and what you were listing off earlier when you were, you know, basically introducing us to this, this realm of grounding was the different areas that it impacts. Would you be able to maybe just touch upon a few areas and describe, for instance, you know, you mentioned sort of inflammation and how it affects different cells just for listeners who are going, whoa, this sounds really interesting. Yeah. And there is like, when I say there's not a lot of research, uh, there isn't a lot of research on what those the toxic exposures, there's not a lot of research on that, but there is a lot of research just paring it down to grounding the human body. There's 20 years of it. So um, I'll do a little overview, but also if you go to my website, there's a tab that's um, grounding medical studies. And I have, you can, your listeners can literally read these studies all for themselves. They're all published 
in the medical literature. Most of them are double blind placebo studies. So yeah, they're not just something like I'm hoping or I kind of noticed anecdotally, they're really good medical published and, medical studies. And for listeners, double blind placebo studies are like the gold standard of research trials. So the fact that um, that we're hearing about gold standard studies shows that this this research is in, incredible and something we can really um, hold in our hearts as, as something we can base our, our hopeful decisions on. Yeah. So the body responds very immediately to going out and touching the earth and being in that electromagnetic frequency of the Schumann resonance. It immediately, like a light switch turning on, the muscle tension in our muscles are no, is noticeably dropped. So if you step on the earth barefoot, you can instantly, it's not in your head, it's measurable on an electromyogram. Like if I uh, measured the stress in your shoulders where everyone gets their tension, headaches, your neck, it immediately drops muscle tension. Um, and immediately your brain waves start going into a healing alpha pattern of, which is like deep healing sleep or prolonged meditation, other restorative, healthy brain patterns. That is also possible through grounding. And that's pretty immediate because those are, you know, your muscles in your brain and your heart are strongly electrically active. And then it's cumulative benefits over time. So like, if I just only have five seconds, I still think it's worth it. I still am probably going to decrease the chance I'm going to get a tension headache if I just go touch the earth outside. But over minutes, um, you can notice pain going away. You can boost your digestion. Your vagal tone gets boosted. Your heart rate variability gets boosted. Your oxygenation of your blood gets boosted. As minutes turn to hours, your circulation starts to improve. Your blood flows more freely. Every little uh, red blood cell has a zeta potential. It's an electrical potential. Every cell that's flowing through in your bloodstream. And so that allows the blood to flow like three times more fluid. So less, you know, risk of clotting and uh, the circulation is enhanced. So, you know, people notice their cheeks get flushed. They've, uh, we've done medical studies to show that the, even the capillaries just in your skin, when you're grinding through your feet flush, there's better enhanced um, circulation, which means every cell in your body is getting better nutrition and oxygenation. So it's not just, um, you know, just your blood is affected by your blood working more optimally. It's going to everything from your kidney, you know, to your spleen, to your liver, to everything is optimized. And then over time, hours turn to days, turn to weeks, and it becomes a lifetime pattern. Sleep is a lot deeper. Your stress, your cortisol um, and other stress markers of inflammation in your body decrease. And uh, we believe because of the electrolyte pattern um, after being grounded for hours and hours that your bones will actually be protected. The bone density will be protected because your bones aren't leaching as many minerals. And so long-term, there's a lot, a huge amount of um, protective benefits as the inflammation in your entire body decreases and, and there's less wear and tear. So it's kind of like, I, I think it's kind of like touching the earth is sort of like a reboot to your body. And so even just a second is enough to make you feel immediately better. And it's not in your head if your mood feels brighter or you feel less stressed. But over time, if you can make it part of a lifestyle, I think you're preventing a lot of chronic and inflammatory changes to the body. Well, that's incredible. And, you know, we all have access to the earth in different ways, because what you describe in your book as well is that, you know, the touching like the grass or, you know, dirt, like the, the earth, earth is one thing, but you can also touch concrete. Would you mind describing yeah. that? for a little Sure. Bit? Yeah. Because uh, one of my pet pieces, actually, when people are talking about grinding and they're like, just go barefoot, because I've dealt with a lot of patients where that's it's almost offensive to just flippantly say go barefoot because people have mobility issues. People who need grounding the most are often bedridden or stuck inside rehab centers and uh, live in urban environments. Like they don't have a safe backyard, you know? And so it's, it's not so easy to just, you know, just be an affluent person who's like, go outside barefoot. You know, if they have their own yard, not everybody has that. And so there has to be solutions for 
everyone to get grounded. And so I have personally tested what's conductive outside with ground test meters. And I have found so many different surfaces will ground you and you can be in living in a, in a city environment. And like you said, concrete and cement are semiconductors. They let the grounding go straight through. So if you find a little patch of sidewalk that you trust, that you can sit on the curb, you know, and have your lunch and just touch it with your hand. And that's the other point too, is it's not just your feet. I don't really particularly like going barefoot. I get cold really easily. So most of the year I don't want bare feet. It gets, it's too cold. I like to keep my hands in my pockets and just slip one hand out at a time and touch things with my hands. So much more often I'm sitting on sidewalk or cement or holding a metal railing because metal is conductive or holding, um, if I'm at a crosswalk and, I, and there's a street sign and it's metal and I notice it's bolted into the concrete, that is grounded. So I might just rest my hand on that while I'm waiting to cross the street and be grounded. Uh, I always think look up at trees. Uh, their leaves are grounded. A tree can be stories and stories tall and the, the top leaf is just as grounded as you know the grass at the base of the tree. So anything that's living and growing out of the earth, think of that as being grounded too. So I'm much more um, apt to touch a leaf than to like, you know, go barefoot or be laying in the grass and getting ant bites or ticks and you know what I mean? So think that every part of your body is conductive. So hands to me are more accessible than feet, although feet work well. Um, and then anything, and let me just list off some things that are conductive. So rocks are conductive, tile is conductive, cement, concrete, trees, plants, grass, flowers, weeds, um, brick patio. So as long as it's um, a conductive surface and not a dead surface. So the ones that are not conductive that you don't want to like have a false sense that you're grounding through is lumber is not living tree anymore. It needs moisture. So once it's turned into lumber, you're not going to be grounded if you're standing like on a wood deck. Um, and the other thing that even though cement and, uh, and uh, slabs like in my garage, I'm grounded when I'm standing in the garage because it's just a cement slab on the earth. But if I go on the road where there's asphalt and it's black, it's got that tar, that's a layer of like plastic basically over it. So then you're not grounded there. So those are the things to avoid is just like dead lumber and, um, and roads that are black with tar. Those will break the contact. And I think that's pretty incredible because what you say, you know, people don't have to throw off their shoes and go frolicking, you know, out in a field. That's not necessarily I mean, it's the way fun, but yeah. yeah, it's super fun, but not everyone necessarily yeah. will vibe with that or be able to do it in their day to day. So when you kind right. of like you can be in the city and, you know, see like a stop sign or something or, you know, a post and be able to touch that. It makes it really accessible, not just practically, but, you know, depending on people's social norms. So yeah. anyone listening can be thinking, okay, like where in my life can I just take a moment to rest my hand or yeah. you know, to take a moment to ground and connect in with the earth and, you know, offer myself the opportunity of like decreased muscle tension and increasing, you know, my vagus nerve tone. Like these are incredible things. <laughs> Yeah, because if we make it that it has to be this bonfire and we have flowers in our hair, you know, people only ground once a month, if that, you know what I mean? But if it's every morning, here's simple things I do in my daily, uh, I estimate that I'm grounded for about three hours a day and here's how I fit it all in. I literally take my coffee and just stand on my front you know, porch, which is a cement step going up to my front door. And I literally just drink my coffee and that's a few minutes there you know, taking deep breaths and, and, and having breakfast outside. And then I, you know, since my garage is, um, is grounded with, uh, it being a cement slab, I go out there a lot and I just do, take my laptop out there and I do a lot of work actually in my garage with my bare feet on the, on the cement floor. And I get a couple hours in that way. And then I try, and this would be great. Uh, if your listeners have 
no extra time to fit something else in their day, just try and move any indoor activity you can think of outside. So if you do yoga stretches, if you do meditation, if you have a physical therapy stretches you have to do, or if it's just as simple as a meal, one meal a day, I'm going to take my lunch outside. Doing anything indoors that you can move outside, even if you're scrolling through your phone, if you can take it outside, that's awesome. And then if I get to the end of my day and I have not ever touched the earth, so I've never discharged any inflammation or muscle tension or anything, I will not let myself go up and go to bed without going outside and at least looking up the moon, you know, for um, taking three deep breaths, even that three deep breaths, just to reset yourself and look up at the stars every night. Simple things that, that won't add a lot of time to your day, but will totally transform your electrical health. That's incredible. And that's a really, I think, interesting point that it doesn't have to be adding in something new. It's taking the things we're already doing. You know, we spend time on our phones. So if we could be doing that outside and you mentioned in your book too, that if you're doing yoga, it doesn't mean you have to get rid of the mat. Like you could have your pinky finger off the edge of the yeah. mat. It doesn't have to be your whole body. That's what's cool because our whole body is conductive. So one cell, that's all it takes. One part of my body, like you said, my pinky is touching one blade of grass. I could be you know, covered head to toe, I could be wrapped in a sleeping bag um, and totally plastic. And if I just put one cell of one part of my body on the earth and my whole body is just like put that light switch on, I'm grounded from head to toe as if I was laying out at the beach. You know, it's, it's awesome. It's really awesome. And, you know, it doesn't have to be the perfect weather either, because in the earth prescription, you also describe different grounding activities you can do for each season. It's winter here in Australia. We don't have snow, fortunately, but, but it is chilly. Would you mind just sharing one winter activity with us so that, oh, you, know, you know, and I think actually when this episode goes to air, it will be, it will be sort of maybe a little bit warmer here in Australia, yeah. but it'll be getting colder in North America. So maybe just yeah, one yeah, yeah. cold weather activity so we can all be creative about it. Yeah. Well, just off the top of my head, my favorite cold weather activity, and it goes off the principle of what we were just talking about, how if one cell in your body is grounded, your whole body is grounded. So my favorite thing is to go out with my husband who loves cold weather. Well, I hate it. And I am bundled head to toe with, you know, gloves, everything, just head to toe, covered jacket, boots, three pairs of you know, socks, and then he'll touch the earth in some way. Maybe we'll be sitting on a metal park bench or we're walking by a tree or we intentionally sit on a rock and he'll touch it. And then he'll hold my hand in my pocket with me. So I'm warm and I'm totally grounded through him. And so that's my first favorite, obviously way to get grounded in the winter. And you can do the same thing with animals. So if I'm outside with my dog um, and I just pet her muzzle, you know, rubber ears, pet her belly. She's grounded because she's on the earth. And then I'm grounded by touching her. So I guess my favorite wintertime activity, since I hate cold, is not actually even touching the earth. is using someone else or a pet or an animal or a, a signpost or, you know, a, a tree that's uh, still alive. You know, you don't want a dead uh, a tree that goes dormant in the winter. But if I can find a leaf or a pine needle or anything anywhere, I'll touch that much more easily than I'll touch the earth directly. That makes sense. And that's being really creative and good for listeners to know. You can, um, you can enlist a partner who's maybe yeah. more cold weather resilient to, um, yeah. to do the grounding and then connect in because hand-holding is nice and cozy and warm. And then, of course, it's a natural coupling. If you do, if you are lucky enough to have a place where you can have a little fire, oh, I just love having fires outside in the winter and being bundled up and near the fire. And then just one little thing. It doesn't have to be a toe, but it could be a hand or um, you know, any part of your body or holding someone else's hand, but being around that fire and staying warm and getting grounded in some way right next to a, a fire is really nice in the winter, I think, too. 
That's so beautiful. And that's something I think we can all think, oh yeah, like that's relaxing too. And something that we can do as a bit of a ceremony in these colder days. And then there, you can be creative too, because there's a lot of indoor places that can be grounded when it's cold out too. So like I mentioned my garage, a lot of people have basements, even just if you, if you drive to work and you're in a parking, uh, you know, multi-layer parking deck, a lot of times they're out of cement and you can touch some part of your office build go to the lowest part of whatever building you're in and see what is the surface if it's cement or a slab or metal it's often grounded and then um a lot of there's i have a video on my website um but it shows a lot of plumbing is grounded because it's a requirement for houses to be safe for the appliances like the hot water heater and uh, plumbing and electrical components of the home to be grounded so a lot of times you can actually just touch your faucet a metal faucet and you're grounded. So a lot of times when people say, oh, I feel so much better after a bath or a shower and you test it, it's because that's when the only time that day that they've been grounded, their drain is grounded. And so when you plug up your bathtub and you have, you're sitting in the water and the water's sitting on a metal drain, you know, the whole bath time you're grounded. So there's a lot of creative ways to be grounded, even inside your home, because a lot of your appliances are grounded. That's incredible. Incredible. I know the saying like just add water. <laughs> yeah. That's very therapeutic. So to think yeah. that extra benefit, you know, particularly. Yeah. yeah. When you're washing dishes, if you have a stream of water coming down and you're washing the dishes, you probably are grounded. While yeah. you're doing well, I'll sign up for that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Lord, do you have one last thought for our listeners before we, before we wrap things up today? Yeah. Well, we talked a lot about the science behind grounding and I just want to impart the idea that it's, it's just this, it's this beautiful full circle kind of thing. It's not just the nitty gritty science, although that proves why it feels so good. But it's this beautiful to me um, question that the human body is begging is that if it is designed, however it's designed, uh, divinely designed to be conductive, every cell in it, every single part of it, every part of it is designed to receive some kind of uh, electrical energy, then doesn't that beg the other, you know, half of the question, why was it designed that way? And obviously, we think of our cell phones that are designed to be recharged every night. We think of our computer designed, designed to be plugged in and recharged every night so that it can work. We think of grounding our home appliances because we know if we don't ground them, they don't work over time. The, the static builds up and they will stop working, which is why we ground everything for its health. We ground everything electrical for its health, even non-living electrical things like this computer I'm talking to you on. So just start thinking, doesn't it not beg the question if our living tissues, which are much more precious than an electrical appliance I can replace, is waiting to absorb electrical energy and to be in and it is scientifically documented to be enhanced when it is plugged into this electrical resonance from the earth why would we not think to ground us if we are we should absolutely prioritize our human body and the function of our human body if i charge my cell phone every single night and i would never expect it to work if i let that battery go to nothing i wouldn't chuck it in the garbage i would know it's my fault because i didn't plug it in but we don't dock our bodies to the earth and then we get really frustrated why over time is it not working as well why don't i feel as good you know why is my body starting to get worse and worse and we're and but we'll plug the cell phone in but we won't go out and plug our bodies in so just to make that connection that it's the proof is in the design. If my body is electrically designed to be plugged into some healing battery or source of power, why am I not doing so? Like it's it just, it's a beautiful, I'm trying to say it's a beautiful, but it's also a necessary thing both together. And yeah, how powerful, you know, like I even think if something's not working, that's electrical, I always turn it off and start again. And in a way, yeah, 
take ourselves outside, yes. touch a slab of concrete, whatever it might be, just mm-hmm. give ourselves a moment to, to connect and start again. And yeah, how powerful if we were doing that regularly, the same way we might charge our cell phone. And as you said, nothing is more precious than our bodies and our minds. And we know they're so interconnected. So if we can give ourselves that time, that's a really beautiful gift. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much for your wisdom. I truly appreciate it. And I know the listeners are going to be probably after this episode or maybe why they're listening, heading outside and, and touching and connecting. Dr. Laura, how, how can, how can people work with you? You know, we've talked a little bit about the earth prescription. So listeners can get their hands um, on that book, which describes grounding. It describes the science behind it. You know, all the research studies that have been referenced here today, as well as seasonal activities, where, where else can people connect and yeah, reach out? Well, I would love people to stop by my website, especially if they want to look at those grounding medical studies. Um, There's a tab across the top that they can click to look at all those. And I have a ton of free videos and a ton of healing articles that are all free on my website. So that's intuition-physician.com. And they can order the book there if they want a signed copy. And um, I do online health classes and a bunch of other different resources there waiting as well. Beautiful. And I'll put the link to um, intuitionphysician.com in the show notes, as well as, yeah, we can, if you've got any upcoming classes, we can put those in the show notes. Otherwise listeners check out the website and then, yeah, keep an eye on what Dr. Laura is up to so that you can work with her and learn more about, yeah, the healing power of grounding, because it's something with incredible benefit that we can all be incorporating into our days. And like you said, without adding anything in, just having our minds opened, a bit of creativity and I actually did sign up for your mailing list and listeners, honestly, what, what you get sent is incredible. Like it's, it's pages and pages of resources and videos. It's a really generous gift. So definitely, definitely connect with Dr. Laura. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for your time and wishing you a wonderful and grounded evening there. (laughs) Thank you very much. You too. Well, I hope that you found this interview with Dr. Laura Conover as interesting and as practical as I did. I picked up some personally really great tips around how I might be able to incorporate grounding into my daily life on those days when, you know, kicking my shoes off and frolicking in a field isn't necessarily um, an option that's so available. I hope that you've had a think about some ways that you might bring this practice of grounding into your life and that you've enjoyed learning about the science behind it. Because when we understand the reason why and understand the effect that it is having on our body, I think that really motivates us to change our behaviors and also not to discount something as just feeling good because it's a little bit fun. I think Dr. Conover did a fantastic job of giving us in a very brief period of time an overview and of course grab a copy of The Earth Prescription and head on over to her website intuition-physician.com because she does provide a fantastic download of all of the research evidence behind grounding there. I've totally nerded out to it and I highly recommend. If you are enjoying these podcasts generally, it would mean the world to me if you'd take a few moments to leave a review on iTunes. It really helps me in supporting others to find this podcast, to engage with this podcast, and ultimately, that will help make our world a more healthy and well community so that we and the generations to come will thrive. All right, see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you.
Thanks for joining us this week on the Wisdom for Wellbeing podcast. Please visit drcaitlin.com to connect, find show notes, other episodes, and to subscribe. While you're at it, if you find value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating or perhaps simply tell a friend about the show. Wisdom for Wellbeing is not a substitute for professional, individualized mental health treatment. If you are in crisis, please contact 000, your local emergency number if you are outside of Australia, or attend your local hospital ED.